Probably, at least in my opinion, that there is no better term or phrase to describe the situation that we, at least in the West, find ourselves as a society sort of encapsulating all of the different elements than the phrase liquid modernity. It's a phrase that was coined probably about 25 to 30 years ago to describe what more scholarly individuals would label post-modernity. Liquid modernity, what is this? To understand it, you have to sort of understand the way that for so many centuries, history developed and was laid out, particularly using the term solid. We lived in a very solid society and a solid world. There were governments, institutions that were well grounded and firm for many, many decades or centuries. The family and relationships as solid bonds. Economies didn't rapidly change, they remained solid. And morals and values, all very well grounded, objective, solid, and real. But over the course of the, let's say, past 50, 60, or 70 years, things have changed. Because of a number of different factors, these solids have been melted. And so we live now in a liquid society. Things have been liquefied. They've become very unstable, changeable, fluid, existing on a spectrum. In fact, we can say that change is the only permanence. We can think of so many different ways that we experience this on a day-to-day basis in the Western world today. And this change, this liquefaction, happens quite rapidly as a result of media, communication, technology, not just our institutions and our relationships, but our values, our social and ethical obligations. Our language has been liquefied, and a sense even of our own identities. What does it mean to be a body of who I am? Everything is liquid, reinventable, and adaptable. As a result, many people will say that uncertainty reigns. We can't be certain about what this person means when they said it. We can't be certain that this institution will last. And it produces, studies have shown, a lot of anxiety. But the truth is that one of the last bulwarks that has not been completely liquefied in our society is the Catholic Church. And it struck me, reading from and listening to today's first reading, the solidity of the language that is used that can be applied to Christ and his church. The kingdom firmly planted, God will establish a house He will make his kingdom firm, a kingdom that shall endure forever. His throne shall stand firm. That's very solid language. And it's something that for centuries, if not two millennia, that we've been able to hold on to. 
But the truth is, I think a lot of people fear that the influences of liquid modernity have and will influence the church. When the gospel becomes liquefied, we don't really understand what Jesus meant. What did words really signify for us? The liquefaction of universal moral norms. No longer can we say certain things are always right or certain things are always wrong. Or could we praise or condemn certain things? Everything has to be situational or needs to be discerned. Doctrine and dogma, which used to be so clearly, solidly defined, now become subjectively defined. And this liquefaction, or at least it seems in the people and mind, the minds of a lot of people, where teaching is not clear, it leads to lots of confusion. And so the same stress that we see in our liquid society can cause a lot of anxiety when Catholics who are looking to the church to be that bulwark for solidity and definitive teaching is no longer there. Or at least they perceive that it's no longer there. What do we turn? What do we do? How do we move forward? How do we respond to this critique? And I think that today's gospel reading, and in particular Advent and the Christmas season, show us what the right path should be, of what our faith should be like as a solid institution, one that exists but can grow and develop. The first is this. We look at the text and we look at everything in the gospel around Christmas, we can see a response to one of the common criticisms of Christianity, that it's all a myth. It's all made up. But if you actually sort of study mythology and the way that particularly certain stories come about, they're very, very liquid. But the Christmas story is not liquid at all. And Pope Benedict talks about this. He says that there are so many specifics. The angel appears in this town to this woman. If you read the other Gospels, he'll tell you exactly when it happens. It's an historical event. Things are very, very specific. He even names the fact that your cousin Elizabeth has been pregnant for six months. It's all real. It all takes place. It's verifiable. It's very, very solid. So Christmas is a solid situation. Our faith is something that exists in history that is verifiable. Number two, the angel, though, is speaking this great mystery. Hey, guess what, Mary? You are going to be the mother of the Messiah. And women have been waiting for this. But the language was mysterious and was a little confusing. And Mary said, please, I don't understand this. How is this possible? And the angel gave her a very clear explanation. He cleared up her confusion. And that's the reality is that as the faith, we do not want people to exist in confusion. We're going to have to exist in mystery. We're not going to understand everything. But when there is confusion, we need to be able to clarify it. Our faith is ultimately reasonable, and we can understand certain things. The angel didn't say, oh, I'm not going to give you any clarifications. He clarified for Mary, and it brought Mary peace. 
But then third and finally, and probably the most importantly, is what we celebrate God becoming man. Babies are solid. They're mushy, maybe, a little chunky, but babies are solid. They're real. There's no liquidity there. Liquidity may come out of them, but they're really solid. But this is the truth, though. They're not rigid. And in the same way, even though our faith is solid, we're not rigid. The child grows and develops to become a man. Jesus, the little baby, becomes the man, Jesus. And in the same way, our faith, our doctrine, does grow in development. But it grows organically. The baby doesn't become a cat or a dog. The baby remains the child and becomes the man. It remains of the same nature. The child is solid. The incarnation is solid. And that is what we are celebrating today. That solidity which is rooted in the promises of God, who, as the psalm says, is our rock. Establishing his throne for all generations. Of the kingdom there will be no end. It will endure all the attempts to liquefy it, but the foundation remains stable as our faith grows, as our understanding of it grows, as we enter into this great mystery of the incarnation, the birth of God made man.